My name is Kolea. My pronouns are they, them, there. Hey, everybody. My name is Lotus. My pronouns are she, her, and poppies. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode is about self-care after divorce. So thank you so much, Lotus, for one, pitching the idea to me, and two, being willing to talk about it with me. Um, I guess on the internet. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, to little, so as a little warm up, um, what color do you feel like today? Mm. Today, I think I feel like saffron. Mm. I, like I'm still like glowing and shining and shimmering, but I'm a little bit like burnt at both ends. Like okay. I'm, I'm ready to down. <laughs> okay, that's fair. What about you? I think that I'm feeling. Teal. Yes. Um, I'm feeling teal because I've been feeling a little bit blue lately. And teal is a type of blue. I've been feeling a little bit blue lately. um, But I've been working on not feeling blue and kind of going a little bit deeper. Teal is a deeper color. Um, But there is like still um, some happiness and some joy. And so I think... It's still like a, a nice, um, I think it's like on the uptick, I think. So, I'm feeling teal. Yeah. Okay, I feel that. Yeah. Teal is a lovely color. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm into like, uh, are they called jade colors? Like those deep, um, mm. rich colors? I think that's what they're called, but I'm, I'm into them. Um, now we dive in. So Lotus, <laughs> what is your part, your identity, your job in the community? So I have many identities in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a creatrix. I am a contributor. I work a full-time job in customer service. Um, I am a teacher. I teach yoga, uh, and I'm developing a yoga teacher training program right now with some awesome. really talented teachers as well. I'm super excited. Um, so, and is totally focused on the POC experience, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. Um, and I'm a family woman. Like, mm-hmm. I like to go and visit my grandma and, like, stand outside the screen door thanks to COVID and like have conversations <laughs> uh, so yeah that's me <laughs> awesome um and, and what and queer. Queer. yes you would not be invited if you were not queer. <laughs> thank you for my seat at the table yes yes you are invited um you are allowed entry um, okay, so how do um, one one or some or all of these identities, including being, I guess, divorced, um, uh, affect your wellness and your self-care needs? I think when I really think about it, a lot of what I do 
is in service to others. Mm-hmm. Um, I think customer service in general. Yeah. yeah. It takes a certain person, and I've been doing it for so long. Um, you really have to be able to put yourself aside over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. and absorb a lot of things that don't have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. So for me being in that role, um, I find like it's extra important to take care of myself because I'm giving. So I have to like, you can't give or you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Yeah. So like that's, I had to learn the hard way. Like you can't just give and give and give. So I have to like really nourish myself because of that. Um, Yeah, I think that's that's the role I'm going to stick with for right now. Okay. Sounds oh, and good. Also, and also, I, I apologize. We um, kind of talked a little bit about this, but I already had this in my head, too. Like, being a... Once I went to yoga teacher training, I became aware of my body that I had never become aware of my body before. Mm-hmm. It was like, at every moment, I'm like, oh, what am I doing with my shoulders? What am I doing with my back? Like, <laughs> um, so... That also really plays a part in me thinking about how to take care of myself because I'm really becoming more and more aware of myself, um, being myself. Yeah. When you, and when you say yourself, do you mean your physical body or do you mean like all parts of you, body, mind, spirit? Definitely all parts of me mm-hmm. um, because for me, the practice of, of yoga addresses all parts of me. I should, yeah. um, the physical practice addresses my body. I can feel the tension like physically when I'm holding on to stress or holding on to frustration. My back gets sore and um, my neck gets super tense, like my shoulders tense up. So I immediately start thinking of like, oh, what are some poses that I know like mm-hmm. I need to get practice today? I, I must be falling behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then spiritually, I need that connection uh, or to sell myself before my day because that's what helps me carry through my day is I have to establish that service mindset I have to humble myself first like you know I pour into myself as I humble myself which I feel like is the ultimate balance Mm -hmm. okay and you've kind of um already um started talking about it but what are some what are some ways that you know that you need to engage in self-care you mentioned uh you know noticing tension in different parts of your body what are some other signs for you i am like a super heavy ass kind of girl okay. yes <laughs> and can confirm i start getting like snippy and irritable and uh dismissive i know like i i have neglected some part myself and usually like i see it too if i start to become judgmental of Mm -hmm. others Mm -hmm. um there's something that i like have have neglected myself or overlooked in myself i'm not pouring into myself because why would i be so invested someone else is doing Mm -hmm. if if i'm pouring into myself the way i should be so i usually like it's, it's it's in my demeanor like and as a gemini i mean the rumors are true. <laughs> we we do have, you know, we can switch back and forth. We feel things very passionately. Um, and so, like, I I can get, like, mad crazy 
if I don't take care of myself. Okay. Um, and I noticed that recently, if I may share a quick example, when um, my I'm a two-person team and my supervisor left for an extremely extended vacation of 16 days oh. and um, did not set me up for success beforehand. And the stress of everything just trying to do it all I was being so snippy with my co-workers and I'm like super nice to my co-workers and I just started noticing I had literally no patience for anyone and I'm thinking it's me but then I started recognizing no it's because I don't even have the proper time to restore myself like mm-hmm. and all these people are they're expected to give my normal amount I can't so then I put down <laughs> and like I just let everybody know like I just can't I don't have it yeah. Whatever it is, I don't have it. Y'all gonna have to write it down. We're gonna have to not talk. I don't have anything to give. Um, I can't absorb any of your energy. And then I, I took like, some days off and restored myself. And then everything was cool after that. Yeah. So, but it was obvious. <laughs> yeah. I understand that of just being like, listen, you're asking for these things. I don't have the things. So <laughs> stop asking. Because right. you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and just being, um, I think also being a black woman in customer service and being in, in a capacity where I am surrounded by a lot of white people and a lot of white people of privilege. and um, A lot of white people so, of what? Of privilege. Privilege, <clears throat> okay. So it's not just humbling myself, it, it's a whole other layer of Sometimes putting aside what I feel like I deserve, how I deserve to be spoken to, how I deserve to be viewed and treated, uh, because that is not what I am there for. I am there to serve, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that really can take a toll on me as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially it's like uh, tone policing yourself, right? Like, Because, you know, there's the layer of working customer service where you have to sound like this and like you're super happy to help them and you're super whatever. And then, you know, there's being female bodied or being a woman and having to, you know, just be like nice and gracious and whatever. And then there is like the element of being black. So there's like several layers that um, you're having to kind of um, dawn in order to be presentable. Um, because like customers will say shit (laughs) and you're just like, you don't think that maybe I was just having a bad day and you asked a stupid question. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause they don't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah, they don't care. It doesn't matter. Like, and I have to think about them too. Like, they could also just be having a bad day. Yeah. Or they could just be an idiot. Like, yeah. you know. Um, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to think that I will literally make up a story about them in my mind that makes me feel better about the situation. Like, I'm, oh, nobody, nobody ever told them that it was impolite to ask to touch my hair. Like, oh, no problem. I just keep moving. Like, they learned today. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I kind of like that idea of making up. Uh, narratives about people just to help you cope and get through because otherwise you really can get like super um, just caught up 
and um and that and like it it will ruin your whole day this one customer just being their being their fucking self which is maybe not a great self and it just ruins your whole day and um so i think that's a clever idea to kind of come up with these stories of like oh they just don't fucking know or like you know maybe they had a flat tire this morning or you know just whatever to be like if i speak to them and they Feedback, I'll be like, oh, I, I think they're deaf. And I literally just, I leave that in my mind. Oh, they're deaf. And I just keep moving. <laughs> that's why they Bye. Yeah, that's the only reason. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't think I had circled back to this yet, but um, self-care through the whole separation and divorce and all of that, how that has, um, how that has impacted. Are, are we in there yet? Can I go there? all right cool go for it um so that has been just like a complete whirlwind journey um because I was married to my best friend who everybody loved who was just the nicest person on the freaking planet and our identities were completely merged mm-hmm. we were always together because we were best friends um and even being in in that marriage and feeling this feeling of being trapped but with this person who's so awesome like it made me feel like something was wrong with me like why they're doing the best they can they're 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 wonderful human like other people have it a lot worse. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, mm-hmm. I can't just be content being in a situation that, like, so many other people are content mm-hmm. in. Um, so I felt like it, I automatically, from the beginning, got this complex of, like, I was the bad person, you know? Um, when in reality, in, in my mind, the only thing that was even bad that I could say is, that I didn't communicate properly because had I communicated, had I communicated everything I felt like, then at least I can walk away and say, you know what, like, they were an awesome human and they knew how I felt about them and they gave it everything they had and I gave them a chance, but it really wasn't like that. I felt like shut down. I felt like shit. I didn't want to talk about how I was feeling, so I didn't even give, um, really her chance to uh, fear my issues and address my issues. And I think that really affected my self-care too because I didn't really have closure mm-hmm. because I had to step aside um, because I didn't want to hurt her. Everything was about like how other people would feel. Nothing was about how it felt to me. How would other people react if I split up with this person? How, how would holidays be and what would the nieces and nephews do and this and that and you know like it was so overwhelming that yeah. I couldn't spiral, you know like fuck wants to like ruin everybody's life you know yeah yeah <laughs> um, and I felt like um, I felt like the work that I have to do is to ruin everyone's lives and then Somehow I realized, no, the worst thing I can do is ruin my one life that I have. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not responsible for anybody else's life. Like, um, and that's something that I 
I think really helped start my journey to like self-care and healing is like really giving myself permission to feel my feelings, giving myself permission to live my life and to say like, it's not too late, you know? Um, yeah, it's not too late. Like I can still live my life. I can live whatever life I imagine for myself. And if that life looks different next year, then that's okay. And if it looks different the year after that, that's okay too. And if I like stumble and fall in my like slutty ass stiletto heels, um, that's all right. Like, (laughs) I, I, I deserve to live a life where every decision was made by me so that if I did slip and fall, I'm okay with it because I was the one that chose to put those motherfucking heels on (laughs) and walk the motherfucking catwalk. And guess what? I earned that motherfucking scrape because I'm that bitch. Okay. Even if I'm on the ground. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been like such an interesting past because I feel like this is one of those things that like nobody can really tell you like what it's going to be because it's probably different for everybody everybody's situations are different um everybody's reasons for leaving a marriage are different Mm -hmm. um and I think no matter what your reason is like it takes a lot of I wouldn't say balls because I believe I'm just not going to be sexist like that. Maybe it takes a lot of pussy. I don't know. It takes a <laughs> lot of fucking courage. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, it takes I, a lot of gumption because yeah. people, it's something that you're not going, it's going to be with you. Like from now on, you are going to be divorcee. Like <laughs> divorcee. I was you know? definitely <laughs> avoiding uh, using that word uh, to describe <laughs> Just because it makes me think of like middle-aged white women right. named Karen right. and Kathy who wear flowy clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it makes me think that. I know so many people who are not like that who are divorced. But for some reason, I'm like, yeah, Kathy, she's divorced. She has a new lease on life. She bought a convertible. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. I love that. I have like this whole random narrative every time I think of the word divorcee. But I will say, I will say something that um, I, I, what it looks like to me is um, in, whenever you were in, uh, whenever you were married to your um, ex-wife and you, um, you worried a lot about like what other people thought. um, And then you realize that that's not healthy, not, not to, not like you shouldn't care about other people's feelings and thoughts, but like you shouldn't maybe let them dictate so much of your life. Um, what was it that caused that pivot from you to being like, everyone else is going to be so disappointed because everyone thinks our relationship is so great and da, 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 to being like, yeah, but I got to do me. Okay. So I have been feeling a lot of different feelings about my marriage for a long time. Like, I think I had feelings and I just kept suppressing them. Uh, So like from year one, I was married for seven years. Um, And as 
I got to year like six, I felt like it was, I felt like I was being like suffocated almost. And I was like praying, like, I don't know what to do. Like I, I'm literally stuck. Like I was in, in that place that you're asking me how I got out of. And then Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, the Lord sent me the most finest woman. (laughs) Uh, And I had not been flirted with in so long that it was like that in and of itself awakened something in me Mm -hmm. because I feel like part of part of what made me want to made me recognize that my marriage was not necessarily for me was the fact that the the romance the passion the zest like it just wasn't there you know like it was just diffused Mm -hmm. so like this bitch infused me like (laughs) (laughs) and and she was just like a super free spirit and I saw so much in her that like all the things that I thought I would have been at that point in my life Mm -hmm. like but instead I was this like married woman and that was my identity and because of the type of marriage that I was in we the life that we led, like it was very like restricting and simple and plain and you know like it wasn't very I mean it was awesome but also mm-hmm. <laughs> it was restricting and simple and plain and I you know was really curious about like polyamory and like there were just so many things that I wanted to explore that I felt like I was never going to get to explore so when I met this individual and she was exploring those things and she was super open to all kinds of things and she was like oh like it isn't too late like you can still live your life like and I can see somebody actually living it like yeah whereas I think I hadn't actually seen somebody like that before. So it just like flipped the switch in my mind. I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to be the same after this. Like Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't unsee what I've seen. Like I've I've tasted freedom and like, I want that. Like that's for me. (laughs) And, um, but it's one thing to like, start the mental shift is mm-hmm. a whole different thing to start like the ball rolling and mm-hmm. actually like being um up front with my feelings and you asked me um it was something that you said earlier that made me think about um you said something about not being comfortable with my I can't remember what you were saying, but it just had me thinking about like from when I was like a kid and the way that I was raised, like I was never raised to be like comfortable in like myself and my sexuality and my femininity. And like, so I think that had a lot to do with um, how I went into relationships as well, where like I didn't even know who I was. Mm -hmm. Like, who was I to get married? Really? Like, who am I? Like, what do I want? I didn't even realize I didn't even know what those things were, you know? So part of my healing process was literally getting to know myself. Mm -hmm. That was like the main thing, like really being alone for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. And I don't like being alone. uh, I didn't want to be alone, (laughs) Yeah, but would you or did you consider yourself to be a um, 
serial monogamous? Like you were always in a relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so weird because it's like, I'm a serial monogamous, but I also like when I think about it, I never considered myself to be a monogamous type Mm -hmm. of person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like, I'm such a flirtatious person and Mm -hmm. like, I, I lose interest kind of quickly unless you're, you have to be a real certain type of person to keep my interest, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I just lost my total train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what did you ask me? I asked you if you consider yourself to be a serial monogamist. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely consider, I consider myself to be a serial monogamist through that relationship and I think that relationship was the thing that made me recognize like maybe I just am codependent and like I didn't want anybody to leave me (laughs) wow (laughs) because they never broke up with me like I've never been broken up with I've always broken up with the other person like Mm -hmm. and that like really made me think like that's what I'm talking about when you go on that journey to starting to like learn yourself and you start Mm -hmm. to like learn your patterns and it's so embarrassing and revealing and vulnerable and like deeply personal Mm -hmm. and sickening at times like (laughs) I'm like damn like that is me (laughs) but that's part of it all is like I have to love all of me like if I if I don't love those parts of me, then that is what allows people to make me feel ashamed of them. And there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I had to get my uh, charger. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that um, I think that is a really interesting thing. Something that I remember um, trying to have a conversation with my ex-spouse was while we were still together. Um, was I was like, what is like the purpose of marriage to you like why did you like agree to marry me right because I was the person who um asked them to marry me um and who well kind of they actually initiated it but um and um and like the reasons that they said were entirely different reasons from what I was into um, marriage for, right? So their reasons, they basically like wanted like a friend. That was it, period. (laughs) Like they wanted a friend um, who they like split bills with, right? I'm like, you could get a fucking roommate for that shit, right? (laughs) Like, you know. It definitely doesn't need to be legal. (laughs) Right, like we had to get like, we had to pay $60 for that. You know, um, that's, that's how much it costs to uh, get your marriage license in North Carolina. If you're wondering nice. what sixty dollars nice. is, yeah, costs more to get divorced. Um, but Far. yeah, <laughs> like two, three times more. Um, but and I was just kind of like, oh, and you know, and it occur- it occurred to me at that moment, like we never had that conversation. Like, we never had that conversation, obviously, before we got married or even whenever we started calling each other partner rather than, like, my girlfriend. Um, (laughs) Like, you know, we never had the conversation of, like, what are you trying to get out of this relationship? Like, why do you want to be in a relationship with me? Like, yeah, like, maybe you find me attractive. Maybe we're fun. Maybe I give you rides to places. 
you know, but like, so, you know, like, why would you want to be like legally bound to someone? Um, and like, say that you're having a life with someone. If the things that you want from your spouse are just things that you can get from pretty much anyone, you know? Right. What makes um, your spouse special at that point? Exactly. And so, um, I think it's interesting cause I, I, see even though like our like my and my ex's relationship and and divorce is far more dramatic um and terrible (laughs) and and like relationship wise than you and your ex and that you know you're like yeah this person's great I don't I don't personally think that about my ex um but I think like just like sitting there and realizing, oh, I want these things from a relationship and I'm never going to get this from this person. You you might get it from someone else, from someone else's, but like this person is not built this way. This uh-huh. person is not built polyamorous or this person is not built this way, like to provide the things that I need out of a, out of a partner. Um, and I think that sometimes we try to be that thing for our partner like oh you want this like I'm gonna be this you want me to be like a a fucking housewife or some shit you know and like always make dinner or whatever I'm gonna be that you know like whatever and it's just kind of like that's not my my shtick like I'm not gonna be the only person in the house cooking and cleaning like I'm not doing that you know or whatever and I think like the same thing goes from like realizing what you need from a partner and being like looking at that person and being like that's not it no offense to you, but that's not it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And that takes, it takes a lot. It takes yeah. a lot of maturity to be able to say it and also to be able to accept it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. and, and it takes love, like for you to love somebody enough to tell them, like, no matter how hard you try, like I could let you spend your whole life trying to make me happy. Yeah. But it's not going to work. Like, you are going to lose who you are. I love you enough to tell you straight up. Who you are is never going to be who I need. Yeah. Wow. That's a poem right there. Yeah. And that's, that's something that, like, every time I try to spare my ex's feelings it only hurt her more in the end because she never saw it coming. So now I recognize how important it is to just be like straight up, like, and how much I appreciate when someone is straight up with me, you Mm -hmm. know? And when I'm straight up with someone, it's like they get the hint and then they become straight up with me. Maybe they aren't a straight up person, but maybe they, they are like, Hmm, that is kind of nice. Like, I don't have to guess what you're thinking. Nah, I don't want that. I recognize now that is, that is (laughs) a path to failure. Stop trying. Stop trying to guess what somebody's thinking. Stop Ooh. trying to guess what somebody wants. Stop trying to guess what somebody needs. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna save that five. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just, absolutely just like we have to. You have to know who you are so that you can be who you are, mm-hmm. and then who you are inherently will mesh perfectly with the person or persons that are meant to mesh with you. Like mm-hmm. you don't have just your puzzle piece to fit their puzzle piece. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's such a great point. I think, I think we try, we see, I think sometimes we form like this bond with someone and decide that this person is going to be the person 
Like this person's going to fit into all the things that I consciously and subconsciously want and need from a partner. And that's not necessarily it. That's also not to say that like there is one person out there or one or some people out there who are going to fit every single bit of whatever the fuck mold that we create for partners. Um, which I think that's something that I appreciate about polyamory um, in that it's just like, I don't know, like my partner doesn't love musicals. Like, <laughs> I love I love musicals. That must be terrible for you. I lo- You know I love musicals. I, I think they're great. <laughs> you know, and like they'll watch a musical with me, but they're kind of like, I guess I just wonder why they're singing. I'm like, because it's a musical. <laughs> My partner also likes watching, like, they like to play video games. I don't even know how to cut on a gaming console. Like, I don't know how to do it, you know? And so, like, they have, like, friends who they play video games with. And, like, I'll be in the room reading a book, minding my business. And, like, I have, like, friends who, like, watch musicals with me and, like, sing along. And it's great, you know? And so I think, like, if I was to expect my partner to... Um, you know, smile through every single thing that I like to do and I want to do, um, that would one, be unfair to them. Um, and two, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't end up having a good time, right? I want you to sing along with this fucking musical with me, but you're not going to do that. You're sitting here because I asked you to sit here and watch this musical with me, right? Um, you really don't want to. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I want to, I want to enjoy the musical with someone who's enjoying the musical, so... I right. think that, yeah, I think, and sometimes we don't know who we are or sometimes we change or we grow or I really like what you said about realizing like, maybe I'm not a serial monogamist. Maybe I just don't want to be alone. Like, maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's codependency, you know? And like that realization is just kind of like, fuck. <laughs> So kudos to you, because that's I think that's a hard thing and um, can be stigmatized like as just kind of like, oh, like that's needy. But I'm just like everyone has like something that they get attached to or someone that they get attached to. Everyone has an idea of who someone is and they try to kind of. Um, push that and force that onto someone it may not be like uh, a partner it may be a friend it may be a family member um it may be a co-worker but you know I don't think it's I don't think it's too like wild for that to be a thing um at all um as far as like some of the more um nope waiting for this so um, you talked about, <laughs> we talked about some of the cues, um, like your physical cues and like your attitude um, being triggers as like, oh, like I need to, I need to like take a step back. I need to spend time by myself. I need to, you know, um, just engage in self-care. Um, right. And you've already listed kind of some of them, but what are, um, what are some ways that you take care of your mind, your body and your spirit? Okay. Um, yes. I, besides the ones that I've listed, like mm-hmm. the yoga is important for me. Um, music is, it means everything to me. Like 
And so, like, there's nothing like just zoning out to a bomb ass playlist mm-hmm. and taking like the steamiest shower and <laughs> just. You can't tell me that I'm not Rihanna in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) The hips are doing whatever they're doing, okay? The steam is going. No one has to know what it looks like. To me, (laughs) it's everything. Like, (laughs) um, so just like kind of, I love to take those moments. They're usually music centered. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll take a drive just so I can like play the Brandy Never Say Never album all the way through because I need to hear, I mean, the angels in disguise. I need to hear everything. Yeah, like, so I, I like to create those kind of like moments for myself. Mm-hmm. I discovered I love driving alone. Like, okay. there are some things I never even thought about I, that I would enjoy doing alone, but like driving, like going for a little road, mini road trip. So, um, whether it's a, sh- a short drive or like shit, I'll drive myself down to the beach for a day if mm-hmm. I want to, you know? Um, but just making myself feel like I'm a priority and making sure I have a little fun. <laughs> um, Smoking weed <laughs> is is self-care for me. Mm-hmm. There's definitely something about it that, like, just, like, bells me out, relaxes me, kind of, like, brings me back to center, brings me back to earth, and gets me out of my head um, and helps me, like, focus on, like, I can combine, like, things that I love one self-care thing with another self-care thing. So I'm combining like the smoking with like, um, I like to paint Buddha statues that I get from like home goods. Oh, that's adorable. (laughs) Um, so that's, so yeah, like little creative projects I like to do for, for, for self-care. That's, that's kind of my vibe. Um, I'm not a sleep it away kind of like a nap would not ever be self care to me. That's like it's so funny because absolutely wild. It's to me. so it's so specific to a person. Like to me, like sleep is not something I do for fun. Like mm. <laughs> so it's just so and a nap always makes me feel more tired afterward. Like I just wake up and I'm grumpy because now it's dark outside and it wasn't dark when I laid down and I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what time it is. <laughs> I think I think that's something that is fascinating about you to me because I know that you have really early mornings. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, what do you mean you don't nap for five hours after work? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Well, then how would I be able to fall asleep at 6 p.m. if uh, I nap right, for five that's hours? That's true. That's true. You <laughs> <laughs> I've just never been, uh, I've just never been a napper. Um, but, and, uh, what I put into my body, it's super important to me too. What I eat, what I drink is a form of taking care of myself for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, juicing weekly. Like I love to make like my green juices and my ginger shots. Um, and Sometimes it's not even about like eating the right things. It's just about the fact that I took the time to make something for myself Mm -hmm. um, when I could have just like 
microwave something real quick. So if I really take the time to like chop some shit up, like, no, like it doesn't matter that there's nobody else here. Like mm-hmm. you deserve a good meal. Like yeah. I, I'm always encouraging myself, like, um, even if I want to just zone out and watch TV every little while, I'll be like, you deserve this moment. It's okay to sit here. Yeah. <laughs> Was, um, feeling like you deserved, um, like these self-care things, was that something that you used to not maybe feel like feel guilty about, I guess? Like, oh, I shouldn't be watching TV. I should be, I don't know, doing some tasks, cleaning the house, cooking, whatever. Um, I didn't used to feel that way. And then after my marriage, I got into a relationship with someone who was a busybody and she was always doing things. Mm -hmm. And so he always expected me to be doing things. Um, so we would have like cleaning tasks and this and that. And it would be like, I'm going to inspect it after you. And like, it what? was like, a, oh my gosh. It wow. was a whole. <laughs> that would stress me out I, so much. I am really, I literally only learn things the hard way. Like <laughs> I am coming out of every year with so many lessons and mm-hmm. I feel so grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how that's how I'm going to say that. I like how you framed that, you know, <laughs> instead of like, fuck that bitch. It was just like, you know, now I know. <laughs> yep, now I know. Oh, now, now I know. I know. You know, you sometimes. Know there sometimes are things I didn't learn. know before mm-hmm. and now I know. <laughs> I can't imagine like that I'm gonna expect it after I'd be so fucking nervous oh my gosh like and it was just like and I'm like I really just want can we just hang out now like it was like we had to get the task done so we could enjoy the day and then it'd be like okay cool we did everything now we're going down to Home Depot I'm like <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> Home Depot's kind of fun but not if Home you- Depot can be fun with the right person okay but not that person (laughs) i usually like go to home depot and like just float through all the plants and then i'm like this one looks great this one looks great and then you and i are very similar we should not we should not be um flitting about with certain personality types who are there to get the work done yeah i'm gonna get the work done but like i'm not I'm not trying yeah, to like, I like, you know, like I have anxiety. So like the last thing I need is just some more anxiety on top of my anxiety. Right. <laughs> like, so and you're see, just trying to make me anxious. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's the thing I now, that's why I have to deprogram because I do feel like that type of behavior, it did increase my anxiety. Oh, and I no. recognize that's now a non-negotiable for me. Like somebody's energy cannot pollute my energy. Like, yeah. I have I have strong, powerful, positive energy, and I keep that shit charged. Mm-hmm. But I'm a human, and I drain just the same way everybody else does. Yeah. And I'm a fucking empath. So um, if y- you interfere with my ability to take care of myself, then you have to go. That is now how I feel about it. That's awesome. <laughs> that's I mean, that's called a boundary, and I think that it's important mm. to. It's important to draw those and it's important to enforce those and to protect them because whether it be unintentional or intentional, people will violate your boundaries um, repeatedly. <laughs> yes, they sure will. <laughs> yeah, just, you're just like, I know I already said no to that, but here we are again. So. Right. Right. Anytime you yeah. have to 
to start off a sentence with, I know how you feel about this, but... Yeah, and you're like, sounds like you're going to ask something I'm going to say no to. That's not that. Just nip that in the bud. Yeah. Yeah. I admit, you know, uh-huh. again, with being learning experiences, it's just kind of like, now you know. Like, now you know the signs of, you know, what it sounds like when someone's about to cross a boundary. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Now I know. <laughs> um, and then I was going to add one more uh, self-care thing yeah. that I have found has been super beneficial for me is masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I... Um, did have grow up with such a complex about my body, about my sexuality, my sensuality. Um, I find that like, I'm still deprogramming, you know? So really every time I please myself, it's like an act of defiance. Like, I feel like I'm just like, take that patriarchy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and also it brings me better in touch with like how someone else can please me because I'm also never faking nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) so the more I can please myself, the more I can get to you. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think, um, something I remember is empowering. (laughs) Empower. Yeah. Um, I think, um, something that I remember about you is that you grew up in a pretty um, Christian, strict Christian home. And um, it's always fascinating to me to see people who maybe don't consider themselves to be Christian anymore, but who grew up in uh, kind of like the thick of Christianity, um, like you did, like I did. And their their ideas, their uh, thoughts, their feelings uh, towards just different things that were like, taboo um in christianity and um yeah i i i I think sometimes i still do like have to work on like the guilt and the shame that i feel in masturbation even though i've not considered myself to be a christian for years like it was all it was it's a lot of programming it's a lot of deprogramming yes it's deep Um, (laughs) and so yeah definitely sometimes i'll be like oh why did i do that and i'm like because it feels good like why am i upset about like coming i don't understand (laughs) like what is wrong with me but i mean you know like they start young they start teaching that basically if you have a vagina then you are only sexualized if someone else sexualizes you and here are the short list of people who may sexualize you right (laughs) um so yeah i think that's very um i think it's neat that you're um that's like an active form of self-care for you um do you think that um any of any of your self-care has changed like have you added to it have you taken away from it since um being divorced yes i think it's completely different okay it's night and day because when i was married we did not have boundaries like i said we're always together and um my wife worked from home so there was never a time when i was home alone Mm mm-hmm so there was and then there was never a time where i felt comfortable like i I'm, I never like masturbated or, you know, like I never had that 
that me time like now I'm obsessed with me time (laughs) (laughs) I'm like me time is awesome yeah (laughs) um so I think now I have I have a lot more like space and time it's not even just about physical space it's about like feeling like the space around me is very warm Mm -hmm. and comforting and encouraging Mm -hmm. and because space that I created only I created for me um so it has just the right energy to uh, to allow me to really take care of myself whereas before I think self-care was more like us self-care like we self-cared by going and doing this together and we self-cared by you know like Mm -hmm. uh it was an individual experience yeah um, you mentioned earlier how um, your lives were essentially like wrapped up in each other. Like, and something I remember uh, recognizing about um, about how I had been existing for all the time I was with my um, ex-spouse was that my existence, um, was completely enveloped by theirs. So yes, we used we used we right to describe um, us, and um, and we were referred to as y'all by other people. Um, but really, it was them and me, kind of like um, just surrounded by everything, like all their wants, all their needs, their thoughts. Um, their schedule, their time, what they wanted. Um, do you feel like with you and your ex-wife, do you feel like it was like a 50-50 we? Or do you feel like it was like 60% them, 40% you, we? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense what you're asking. I think that um, we were the opposite from your relationship. Mm-hmm. She was surrounded by all my wants and all my needs because that's what she wanted. She made me her priority, if you will. And okay. she merged into my life because she, you know, I'm like very like outspoken and she was like a little more like quiet, reserved. So I, she more so kind of meshed into what I had already going on, you know, like, so all my friends became our friends and what I did became what we did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, so yeah, I don't know. So I don't think it was like 50, 50. (laughs) I, I definitely think that, yeah, it was, it was more so like me and what I had going on mm-hmm. uh, became what we had going on. Gotcha. Um, but I didn't really want it to be like that. Yeah. Okay. But I also didn't communicate that I didn't want it to be like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be like that. <laughs> so, lesson learned. Yes. Close mouths don't get fit. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is something that you um, need to improve on in self-care? Um... I think that I need to have more self-care that doesn't um, contain, interact with, or require technology. Okay. Um, 
sometimes self-care for me is just literally like zoning out to Netflix or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like watching shows or even when I'm like listening to my music, I'm still connected to a device. Mm -hmm. And I notice like when it's warm outside, Mm -hmm. I spend a lot more time like cycling and running on trails and, you know, like I'm, I'm outside, I'm doing things that aren't so like technology driven but now that it's colder and I'm inside more Mm -hmm. so I'd like to um definitely improve on like putting the phone away Mm -hmm. you know like in my yoga practice like it shouldn't be anywhere near I shouldn't even know if somebody is texting me you know like this is my time and I think that technology can have a way of sort of like encroaching on that yeah time absolutely (laughs) um what are some ways that you try to be technology less, especially since it is colder and so you can't just like, you know, go for a bike ride without freezing your ass off? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, uh, I still do my yoga practice inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can do that. And then either like I don't have to have music, so I don't really have to have any form of technology. I can put my phone on silent and out of my sight and just do my thing. Um, painting my like little sculpture mm-hmm. or like I have coloring books. <laughs> um, so those are some things that I can, I can still do inside that don't require any technology. Um, journaling. Uh, like writing music like so then it's like literally just in my head Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah those are things I like to do okay (laughs) Um, and then what's something that you excel at in self-care um I'm I'm getting really good at prioritizing my me time like when I when I feel it like for instance My whole cycle is me time. (laughs) Okay. Like, I now know that, like, I don't want to deal with anybody. Like, just Mm -hmm. because I don't know what's going to happen, guys. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to say. Don't know what I'm going to do. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's a mixed bag. I'm fine right now. But in five minutes, I might pop off. And then 10 minutes after that, I might be crying. And I really want us to still be friends afterwards. So it's best if we just don't connect right now. <laughs> like, even my mom. Like, I, I'm like, uh, my mom's like, hey, you want to go to lunch? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I've got my cycle. She's like, never mind, girl. <laughs> She's like, catch you next week. Yeah. You know, I oh. I wonder what your, um, I think that's amazing. Like, genuinely, I think that's amazing. What, um, what are your feelings about how we are expected to live our normal life? Like, mm-hmm. we're not just fully bleeding from a hole in our body. I don't understand it. Like, I'm like, we should already have sick days set aside for this time yeah like if you have a uterus and your uterus is bleeding then you just get like i don't know like give me three days just give me three days a month just give me three good days yeah like i I promise i'm i'm not gonna do shit on those days (laughs) no like it's just yeah it's it's ridiculous (laughs) and like i it's like part of caring for myself is Mm -hmm. knowing like 
when I'm what my triggers are mm-hmm. and like how to like prevent people from triggering me. So like mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, like this is not the time. So just a heads up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Don't think stupid. Yeah. Um I I recently so um I take birth control, like the little tiny pill. Um, cause I have pretty, um, debilitating periods, like cramps and I bleed really heavily. Yeah. And so I'm like, I got shit to do. Okay. Like I can't, <laughs> like, I don't have a job where I can just be like, sorry, I'm going to be out for four days because I'm like in, uh, in the corner holding myself right. crying and just bleeding. Right. right? Oh. I'm in like dry heaving. It's very dramatic. So I take the pill and it's great. But one thing that I consistently each each month, right, forget is that the day before I'm like the day before I'm I'm gonna actually like start to bleed, I'm a fucking mess. Right? Like I'm just kind of like, I wish I was on an island by myself with my middle mm-hmm. fingers raised at everybody <laughs> crying, um, eating cake and french fries. And you know I love french fries, right? Like, that's like the kind of shit that I'd be like feeling. I'm just like, no one likes me. No one loves me. Everything's terrible. And then I, you know, I start bleeding the next day. And then I'm like, oh, I get it. I'm fine. Let me go eat a Let me eat a sandwich. Like, I don't feel great. You know, I still feel kind of like, Bleh. but at least yeah. I'm not like, wow, fuck everything. So, which goes back to my, we should totally have a few days out of the week where it's just like, you know, some extra, just like, you know what? You need to go home because you are not welcome here. You're not useful here. Just go home. (laughs) I also think that black people deserve more like quality of life days or PTO or whatever the fuck your company calls them. Um, because I'm just tired. Like, I'm just, like, I'm just tired of all the bullshit. So I'd be like, y'all going to be on some real big white shit today. I'm going to go, I'm going to take my PTO. Yeah. Today's my black day. Yeah. I'm I'm black. So I'm going to have to go. Um, (laughs) I'm going to let y'all do your thing. So yeah. Right. (laughs) But yeah, I, I, every, every month I'm just kind of like, it's just really wild that y'all expect me to work like this. Like I'm actively bleeding. Right I, like, I don't want to bring it up, but I also like I'm like it's a me- it's a medical condition. Basically. Yo, so, like, I'm in I'm, I'm, like, I'm in like, pain. I'm in pain. My medicine isn't kicking in. Yes, I'm hungry. I don't know where my kombucha is. I'm going to lose it. Okay, if I don't get a ginger kombucha right fucking now, I'm going to lose my shit. Okay, I personally <laughs> love uh, pomegranate kombucha. I'll take a pomegranate. I'll take any any kombucha like it, but it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's serious. It's yeah. fucking. Serious. It's super. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's insulting. Once you, once you go past ginger ale and you get to kombucha, yeah. there's no turning back. You know, but kombucha <laughs> fixes like so, a multitude of things. I Everything. love I love ginger ale. Like I love ginger ale. Truly, I love ginger beer more. Um, yes, because that shit be spicy beer. as fuck. Ooh. Yeah. That ginger yes. like busts into your body like I got you I got you what's right. wrong right Superman that hoe yes right <laughs> yes but kombucha 
Kombucha, yo, I'd be like, oh, I feel so sick. I'm gonna throw up. I drink like a few swigs of kombucha. I'm like, oh, I'm fine, actually. Oh, totally. I'm gonna still take the rest of the day off of work because I already took this sick day, but like, I'm good. Gucci, right? Right? Y'all don't need to know what probiotics are. Just know they're real. Yeah, they're real. Yeah, recently I... I've been dealing with some like stomach stuff and it hasn't been anything like too ridiculous, um, like too painful, but it's just been like, why every time I eat, my stomach is like, I don't like that, you know? Right. Like, I don't, yeah. And it's just like super like, and I'm very much like, I'm very much, um, a routine person. So I, I'm not eating shit that like I'm unfamiliar with. Right. Like I'm not trying like wild and crazy recipes. I literally... I'm eating like pasta three different ways, potatoes three different ways, kale three different ways. Like it's nothing crazy going on over here. And, um, but my stomach has just been kind of like, "Mm, and I don't like it. Um, and my partner pointed out that I probably am not getting enough pre and probiotics, um, because I don't eat yogurt. Um, and as much as I like kombucha, it has caffeine in it. Um, and, um, so I try not to drink caffeine every day. Um, cause I used to have like a really, uh, intense, uh, caffeine addiction. I was, I was working in the coffee industry, so I was drinking like, oh. just so much coffee every single you drink day. drink coffee for no reason. Like, yeah, I mean, it, cause it's there it's and there. I love coffee. I, I genuinely think it's delicious. I love brewing it. I love tasting it. Um, but I also know that I am going to fucking spiral into an anxiety attack and that's just not cute. Like at all, like I drank coffee, like I drank bean water. Now I want to like die. It's just a lot. And you've got like a little bit of cappuccino foam. Like. Yeah. Just like drizzling down. It's just, it's like, it's so stupid, you know, like just throws me into a pit. So I try not to drink a lot of caffeine. Um, and Please yeah, right. But kombucha, like. It's typically fine because it doesn't have like coffee caffeine. It's like a different type of caffeine from like tea and stuff like that. But yeah, and so I was like, oh yeah, like I I probably am not getting enough probiotics because I don't, I mean, I don't do dairy that much. And like yogurt is literally just dairy. Like it's just thick dairy with some... with some bacteria in it you know and it's just like this is a lot so i I bought some vegan um yogurt and i'm trying it anyways so probiotics are important they they get you right they come in there i'm like what y'all doing they got you you. get the fuck out of this person's stomach (laughs) ruining their day right but yeah so yeah but we did it yeah we did it we answered the questions that was it? Yeah. And now it's time for Manifestation Mash. Okay, I'm ready. Let's okay. do it. Hey. Um, Manifestation Mash has four different categories. Um, and the first category, is, so in each category, Lotus is going to name um, four different things or places or uh, whatever that they would, uh, that she would... Um, be interested in and happy with um actually having in her life uh and i'm sitting here like i don't need to write this shit down but I do. <laughs> and i was like do i need a pen <laughs> no no it's me i'm doing the work i'm just uh, a little bit of a space cadet today all right so, cool as long as i'm the talent <laughs> yes so 
first oh, yes. category um, is geography. Geographically, four places that you would like to live. Okay. Santa Fe, New Mexico. You ready? Uh, Ocean Beach, California. Ocean Beach? Yes, it's my... Those two places are like the tie for the top two places like I've ever been where I literally was just like, I could just stay here. Like, it's just like a super like hippie village. And like, I stayed in the Airbnb with surf instructors Mm -hmm. and like, I was surfing and I got stung by a stingray and it was just like so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right, let me focus. All right. Places where I would want to live. Ooh. Uh, I could live, feel like I could live almost anywhere. Um, Puerto Rico. Okay. As long as we treat my people right, okay? Mm, let's hard. stop neglecting them. <laughs> Yo, let's let them fucking vote. Um, right? Oh, all, all of it. Yeah. Um, and then let me see. Where else would I want to live? Ooh, Bali looks amazing. Okay. I'm pretty sure I spelled Bali wrong. So. I'm not going to (laughs) look. Spelling is not easy for me. Next one is your, um, you know, I'm calling it career, but it's just something you'd like to do for, you know, the rest of your life or not. Okay. For one, I'd like to um, experience a career in being a dominatrix. Can see that for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, number two, I could totally see myself teaching yoga for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, I love it so much. I just love teaching classes. It's so much fun. Um, three, ooh, making music. Okay. Okay. And four, I would like to get paid to read. Okay. (laughs) I could edit while I read if need be, but just to read in general. (laughs) What kind of things would you like to read? This is just me being curious. Oh, I love memoirs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just love to read about people's lives. People do just like the wildest shit and... I just, I love just getting in people's minds. It's super interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, so, like, definitely that would be my number one. But also, like, um, like thrillers or, like, sci-fi mysteries. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um, next category is... I'm ready. Home building. Home building. Yeah. Four choice. Okay, I'm definitely putting yurt in there. <laughs> Y-U-R-T? <laughs> Y U R T, yes. Hey, home building. Okay. Uh, a tree house. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, like a really baller ass band. You can just write baller ass band. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I'm writing. Baller ass band. <laughs> Okay. Um, and uh, uh, an 
actual building. I mean, you don't have to. You already have named uh, a yurt and a man. <laughs> right, like, why do you have to have a building? <laughs> if you don't want to live in a building, it's fine. Right. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and put a tiny house in there. Okay. Those are cute. <laughs> Those are cute. I'm always amazed at how much the storage. Stor- yes. I'm like, that how did you just create space? Like... <laughs> They just unfold everything. Everything yeah, has a drawer underneath like, it. Yes. Like, it's like, this ironing board is also in armoire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so clever, though. I mean, that's such a, a really neat thing. I have this... Um, friend i guess um that i recently kind of got reacquainted with we knew each other we were friends like 10 plus years ago we went to college together we were roommates i was in her wedding hadn't talked to each other for years yeah but she actually um takes campers like old campers and turns them into tiny houses and her work is absolutely amazing like i'm like (laughs) holy shit like First of all, I would like want to live in there. Like, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if like tiny housing is exactly the life for me. Um, but it kind of seems like it is whenever I see her shit. So I'm like, maybe I just haven't found like the right tiny house. I understand that because I do feel like it's like a, it looks like a lot of work, honestly. Like, it looks like you're going to have to, like, fold your bed into a cube in order to get your dining room table. Right, you know? like, yeah. Every single, every single day. Every single day. But it day. also looks awesome. Like, you can tell there are a lot of benefits. Yeah. Um, well, I think, like, there has to be maybe be a little bit more intentionality. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's like, you know, I wash my I wash my clothes. Do I put them up? A day, a week, hell, even a fucking month after I've washed them? No, I don't. (laughs) But you would have to do that, you know, when you lived in a tiny house because you don't have just like an extra chair to toss them in. Right. You You have to stay organized. Yeah. But I like small spaces like that just sounded weird. (laughs) I like a smaller living space because I feel the more space I have, the more naturally, the more shit I'm going to like fill it with but with a smaller space I usually stay more organized that makes a lot of sense though I when I was a kid I was like I want to live in like a big house um with lots of rooms because I want to just have lots of I just want to like decorate each room and then I was like wait a minute you have to clean every one of these rooms and it's like if I have a room that I don't use every day I don't want that room. Nope. Nope. I don't want it. Like, come look at this room I never use because it's just too much space now. But I do see, (laughs) like, like, you know, the more space you have, then you find things to fill them with. Like, pre-pandemic, for years, I worked for a, a nannying agency. And it's a bunch of, like, rich white people who live in very rich, big houses. Like, oh, we added another wing to our house and then we swapped the wings. I'm like, you have a fucking wing? You have wings? A wing. (laughs) I have an open floor plan. I can see literally every door in my house right now. (laughs) Like, from my kitchen table, I can see every... I'm just giving you a tour of the house, yeah. Um, But yeah, and so that was just wild to me. But like, I was like, you know... They have two kids. I know people who have two kids, but they don't have like a massive kitchen, huge Mm -hmm. kitchen. 
what the fuck is in all these cabinets? Like literally what is in all these cabinets? And so like when the kids would be asleep and the parents are obviously still gone, I would just like open up their cabinets and be like, what's in here? Like what y'all keep in? Like what would, cause I can't even like picture what I would put in that cabinet, you know? And it would be but like- if you this, have cabinet, you'll yeah, fill it. Exactly. And it would be like, sometimes it would be like, you know, more kitchen things or something or whatever <laughs> like bathroom things but sometimes it would just be like shit that i didn't even know what it was and i'm just like so what is that like or they would have literal uh appliances that i didn't know what they were or they would have secret bathrooms it was <laughs> it was just weird anyways when you, yeah, when you got lots of space, you just are like, I'm going to just start doing crazy stuff like hiding a bathroom, you know? And when you got money. When you got yeah. money, you start getting creative because yeah. you can. Yeah, you have choices. You have uh-huh. choices and you're like, maybe I want to add a, a fourth floor to my house. Right. And then, and then For me and my three, uh, the other two people that live here. Yes, yes. <laughs> we all get, we each get one floor we, and then we floor. have a buffer floor. Right. <laughs> it's wild. Okay, so uh, so tiny houses. Um, and then mm-hmm. the last one is your legacy. What is something when you leave this iteration, leave this planet, this time around, what do you um, what do you want to be known for? So it's four things. Four things? Okay. All right. One would be a dazzling smile. <laughs> you have that, yes. <laughs> um uh i would want to leave a legacy of of giving i would want to leave a legacy of of service uh everywhere i went or everything that i did i'd want people to say like yeah like okay that was her okay um let's see here Ooh, what about setting a guinness world record that would be fun okay (laughs) What would you, do you have something you would like to um, break a record for or create a record for? Mm, I'm sure I could think of something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> Knowing me, I'm sure. Like I the most sun salutations. You know, my mind was going to very naughty places, but that sounds good too. I don't know. Do they give out? Um, sexual guinness world records like <laughs> uh, i don't think so because i think the book is rated e for everyone uh, <laughs> okay well then scratch that i'd rather have a wax figure at madame <laughs> so fuck the guinness world record i want that's a wax much, figure much better than a world record okay and you want a wax figure of what of myself okay. yes I love you it. know where all the celebrity wax figures are oh, because I've yeah. just made it that status that I have my own wax figure. I don't know why. I don't care. I got one. <laughs> I <Okay>. made it. <laughs> I would be interested to see how they did your hair. Because oh. your, your hair is locked oh, it, for the why? people at home. <laughs> yeah, yes, my hair is locked, so um, they better kill it. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm, I'm like... I've seen, I think that even Beyonce's wax figure wasn't amazing. People like, were like, like, is that Beyonce or is that Shakira? Right. <laughs> like, they literally so, were like. 
Mm-mm. For a regular asshole like me, I might just ex- I might just be glad if they just give me like one solid Barbie style b- um, blob of hair. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> with with lock like texture drawn in. Yikes! 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 No, or they no, use no, one no. of those like what are those hats where they have like the fake locks attached to them? No, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Oh, that's where you draw the line. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Everything else was fine. You were like, yeah, matted Barbie hair is great, but don't you use those fake lock appropriate don't assets. You, don't you dare. <laughs> okay, so so it needs to be more specific. An, an accurate wax figure. <laughs> A flattering wax figure. Yes, accurate, of course. All right, one more legacy. Alright, one more legacy. Um, ooh, um, creator of epic playlists. Mm. Yes. Ooh, I hope I get that one. Well, all of them. <laughs> That's the point, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Okay, this is an exciting moment in black history. <laughs> well, uh, choose a number between 1 and 11. 3. 3, alright. One, two, three. Crossed off Puerto Rico. Crossed off Treehouse. Crossed off Dominatrix. No! Crossed off Reading. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Crossed off Accurate Wax Figure. Uh, I had a feeling that was too good to be true. (laughs) (laughs) Crossed off Ocean Beach, California. Oh, okay. Crossed off baller ass van. Damn, I can't believe this. Okay, I'm really intrigued. (laughs) Crossed off (laughs) making music. So for career, we have teaching yoga. Okay, I accept. Okay. (laughs) Crossed off epic playlist creator. Oh. You're okay. Crossed off yurt? Crossed off yurt. So tiny oh. house is where you'll be living. Ooh, tiny house. Okay, I'll take it. That sounds cute. Cross off Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh. What does that leave me with? Oh, it leaves you with Bali. Ooh, Bali. Okay, deal. I'm totally <laughs> it. <laughs> Crossed off dazzling smile. All right, are you ready? I'm so ready. <clears throat> you will be residing in Bali, living in a tiny house, teaching yoga. This is sounding really good. <laughs> and you will be known for your giving, for your service. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's kind oh. of amazing. I see that this for is, you, friend. <laughs> I really, really appreciate Looking into the future and snatching it and beholding it for me. Yes, I think that's (laughs) this is a pretty, pretty good life path for you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm gonna take that incredibly seriously as it is the beginning of 2021. And yes, Ashe, I will send you a picture. Actually, I know everything that's going to happen in my life this year, so let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. We wish, right? Um, okay. Oh, I'm gonna make it happen. <laughs> I believe it. I believe you. And I'll be like, "What up, Lotus? Uh, let me stay at your tiny house with you in Bali, right in Bali. 
And uh, yeah, you know, let me get in some of those yoga classes. Oh, I got you. Sounds good. You can show me all the sites. It'll be great. Deal. All right. So here's the part which you kind of dipped a little bit into it um, about giving okay. advice. What advice do you have? It does. It can be about whatever. Yes, my advice is know thyself, be thyself, love thyself. You are fucking awesome just as you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through. You're a motherfucking diamond. (laughs) Maybe in the rough. You may look rough. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) But um, forward, that's that's the word that that has gotten me through this journey forward. As long as you move forward, that's all that matters. Awesome. Awesome. Yay. Awesome. And then promotions. Here's the part where you can talk about all the dope shit that you're doing and plug away. Yes. Okay, find me on Instagram. It is at Lotus underscore 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 X X X. I just changed it. Oh, okay. I was like, that's not. I know. <laughs> I'm going to start posting some slightly explicit content. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Are you? Okay. Yeah, good. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, so definitely uh, check out my Instagram and uh, the yoga teacher training program that I am working on. Our website is up. It is I-Y-A-W-E-L-L dot com. It's Ia Well. Um, so check it out. And I have classes on yogagreenbook.com. It is a, an awesome resource that is uh, strictly teachers who are of color and they have all kinds of classes. So, yeah. Awesome. That's Look, my plug. What? How long have you been on Yoga Green Book? I have been on Yoga Green Book for a long ass time because I actually haven't made any classes for them in a while. But my classes are still up there. I've been on there for... Um, Probably about three years. Do you know it's that I'm pretty sure I saw you on Yoga Green Book? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I used to have like, I used to like subscribe or whatever. My name on there is Starbird. Yes. That's you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's how I knew. Like, that's how I knew you when we first met. I was like, I've met this person before. How do I know this? That's so ridiculous. No way. <laughs> wow 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 did you take a class i don't i probably i was like super into it but like i'm i'm a little bit um sometimes my like at home personal practice is like not as like uh great or consistent as i would like for it to be um and that's something that i'm gently trying to uh grow but uh i just think it's hysterical that that's how I recognize you when I first when I first saw you I was like oh I I think I've met this person before but I don't know how I would have met this person before it's because I've seen you on the internet that's so funny small world okay so you're on yoga green book and what's the name of the your name on um yoga green book starbird starbird all my classes are under the name starbird on yoga green book um yeah, and then, like, my Instagram will pretty much guide you wherever you need to go. Actually, I just i am developing a link tree. So by the time this comes out, that will be, yes. you can go to my link tree, and that'll take you to all the links. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. I'll yeah. add a plan. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much, Lotus, for being thank you for on this podcast and talking about um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say divorcee uh, topics. Oh. <laughs> you know, it sounded kind of sexy when you said it. <laughs> uh, I didn't feel sexy when I said it. I felt a I little bit like a Kathy. Um, <laughs> I think you have to feel sexy. Like you have to be like divorcee. Divorcee. You know. Like, <laughs> I think like, maybe <laughs> it would be more like sexy if I got like money from it, but I did not. I in fact lost money. So. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it'd be sexier if I like, you know, inherited their car or, you know, their summer house or some shit. But no, none of that. Right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, that divorce doesn't sound terrible, but instead I just paid like hundreds of dollars. Um Right. Just a regular ass divorce woman. It's just real real regular over here. Um in these divorces. Um we're experienced. That's what we are. Yeah, yeah. You know, Pinky's up. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that I'm very grateful that because my partner and I didn't, well, one, we don't have any kids together. Um, and we didn't have any, like, shared property. Um, it was it was a relatively easy process in comparison to, like, coordinating oh custody and splitting up property. So they literally live in a different state and we didn't have to see each other. Oh, nice. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like it could get hella complicated, like, the yeah. more stuff you have going yeah. on. Yeah, well, and they were like, I think we should hire a lawyer. And I'm like, yeah, but you know that you're not going to pay for that, so you're going to make me pay for it. So I think we should just right. sign the papers. Just make it work. What, yeah, I was like, what lawyer for what? To be like, y'all ain't got shit, so you're not splitting right. shit? What are you... Right, what? and we even, have a, we even have a shared asset, but mm-hmm. even... We're like, we're amicable. You got the payments. You good? Like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, uh, it just worked. I think if we had brought in a third party, mm-hmm. I just think it would have made things worse for us. Yeah. Where we like, I feel like we were able to kind of like there was something special about being able to just like handle it and something that made it feel even though we didn't go into it mutually, mm-hmm. we came out of yeah that's great though i think that's a a lovely way for closure um and that was something that i really wanted a lot of i just was like i just want like to feel like the book the the book is closed and like it's it's a it's an ending um and it, it felt like it wasn't so but yeah but anyways um i really appreciate like i said uh you being on the podcast i really enjoyed speaking with you um, check out um, all of Lotus's dope shit. Um, I'll post links to the things. Um, and then if you are listening, then make sure that you like and you subscribe. Um, Namaste podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and, you know, tell your friends about it. Um, Namaste podcast is on Instagram at Namashe podcast n-a-m-a-s-e podcast you can email um for whatever reason you would email me uh, maybe you got a listener letter or something maybe you want to be on the show um at namashe podcast at gmail and that's it y'all so thank you so much um ashe and namaste Yeah.